Yesterday in the fifth verse we discussed Anandam Brahma Vidwan Nabhibheti Kutaschana How the Shruti very clearly says that one who knows Brahman which is of the nature of Ananda Nabhibheti Kutaschana Then there is no fear from any source whatever any source of fear in this world or in other world, the, the Vidwan, meaning the wise man, becomes free from all sources of fear, becomes fearless. <coughs> then the question was asked, how do you say that even the wise man does not have fear? Maybe he does not have fear from external sources, but there will be fear from within. Everybody has fear of doing something that one should not do. So there is always a fear from Papa. And Papa means a sin. And even Punya. Punya means a virtue. If one fails to do what one should do, then also there is a sense of regret. And if one does something that one should not do, then also there is a sense of regret. So that kind of a... Everyone wants to avoid that. So there is a fear. That's the reason why we are always careful in doing anything. That I always take care to see that I don't do something which will be bad, which will hurt somebody or which could be, which would be called a sin, or I must make sure that I don't fail to do what is proper to do in a given situation. All conscientious people are careful about this, and so wise man also would be definitely concerned about it, and therefore he would also have fear. Says so no, even that fear also the wise does not have. Etameva tapenaisha chinta karmagni samhruta. Esha karmagni samhruta chinta. This chinta, often this chinta, chinta means a worry. And often it's a oh, chinta is a worry. And often it's compared to chitta, meaning the funeral fire. So chitta, chitta means funeral fire, means fire. And chinta means worry. Often they compare this chinta with chitta. Because worry also is like fire, slow fire which burns a person. Worries and anxieties. And of course the funeral fire is fire and that also burns. One is an external fire, other is an internal fire. And therefore, this chinta also is compared to fire. Because just as a fire scorches a person, so also this internal fire of chinta, the worries and anxieties, also scorches a person. That sense of guilt, or the sense of uh, repenting, <coughs> a sense of regret rather. So. The wise man doesn't have this chinta. Punyam nakaram kasmat papam tu kritavan kudaha. How come I fail to perform that punya karma? 
and how can I perform this Papa Karma, this kind of a chinta or anxiety or the worry or the regret, regret the wise man does not have. <coughs> so even that also does not scorch the wise man. With which the ignorant person is constantly scorched, the sense of guilt, etc., that the wise man does not have. <coughs> how come he does not have? How come wise man is, doesn't have any guilt? How come he is not worried about inadvertently performing some papa karma or failing to perform punya karma? How come that does not worry him? Yeah. Continuing the discussion, the sixth verse it is said, punya papa yoho atapakatve. See in the last paragraph of page 367 in this book. Punya papa yoho atapakatve hetu pradarshanaparam se evam vidvanete atmanagas pranade uve shevaisha ete atmanagas pranade iti vakyam vakyadvam arthataf pathate says Upanishad itself gives the reason for it first Upanishad says etaham etagum havavana tapadi kemaham sadhuna karavam kemaham papam karavam iti taitri Upanishad says that this one does not cause the vidwan of the wise man why I perform the papa karma or why I fail to perform the punya karma this thing does not scorch the wise man. Why? Say evam vidwane de atmana gaspranate uveshevaishate atmana gaspranate because the wise man sees this punya and papa as a very self. The thing is what we call the punya number one the wise man sees both punya and papa as mithya. And secondly, he knows the punya and papa karma also is not separate from the self. And therefore, there is no cause of fear. And this is, these two statements are explained in the verse 6 here. <coughs> Evam vidvan karmani dve, evam vidvan karmani dve, hitvatmanam smaret sada. Kratecha karmani swatma, kratecha karmani swatma, rupenai vaishapashyade, rupenai vaishapashyade. Evam Vidwan, the one who knows thus. Again referring to Taitriya Upanishad. What is the nature of knowledge that the wise man has? Taitriya Upanishad describes that. Sayaschayam Purushe, Yaschasavaditye, Saekaha. Sayaschayam Purushe, that consciousness which is in this individual, the self that is in this individual, Yascha asau aditye and the self that is in the in the sun where the sun stands for the principle of creation sun stands for what we call hiranyagarbha hiranyagarbha means the creator meaning the totality of all the subtle bodies <laughs> so this statement is like this that the self that is here in me the individual is the self that is in Aditya or the sun in the total. So Vyasti and Samasti, these expressions we came across in Vedanta Sara. Vyasti means the individual 
and samasti means the aggregate like the tree and the forest so tree is the individual member and the forest is the aggregate of all the trees so the principle that is in the tree also is a principle in the whole forest like a wood which is a, the truth of the tree is also the truth of the whole forest similarly also whatever is the truth of the individual name is the self is also the truth of the totality because the same self appears as the individual and appears as the total the self is called individual from the standpoint of the supadi this individual body and the self is called total ishwara or our creator with reference to the total upadi the totality of all the names and forms but then the principle is the same <coughs> just as the truth of one wave is also the truth of the whole ocean which is water and this is how this is the nature of the knowledge of the wise man sayaschayam purushe yascha savaditye saikah the one who is in this person in this individual and the one who is in the total that is ekah there is one alone evam vidwan so one who knows the self in this manner sayakaschit bhavan evam ukta prakarena vidwan so janan one who knows pravartate so when he knows thus that the self of me is the self of all there is only one self non dual and that is the self of the individual and also the self of the total karmani dvehitva atmanam smaret sada he gives up these two karmas sahayate punya pape hitva ati adhyaya hara this the vidwan the wise man discards both the karma both the actions called punya and papa the virtue and vice because atmanagas pranate atmanam brahma bhinnam pratyantam spranate prinati sadas mare dityartah in short the wise man having discarded this whole idea of karma punya and papa karma he only remembers the self so this karma or action does not even occupy the mind of the wise man because his mind is all the time centered or focused upon the self <coughs> why is it so yatah punya papayah mithya to anusandhanena hanam krutam because he knows the punya karma and the papa karma both as mithya see what is mithya the kartrutvam the sense of doership is mithya this is the knowledge so knowledge is that i take myself to be karta or doer this is this is false this is wrong because doership is in the mind and the doership that is in the mind is superimposed upon the self and therefore individual person takes himself or herself as karta or a doer agent of action so wise man knows that the sense of agency is false <clears throat> and therefore the actions performed are also false just as when you wake up from the dream and now look at the dream from the standpoint of the waking then i know that the dreamer was false and there were all the actions performed by the dreamer also were false so how the waker falsifies all the actions performed in the dream but when are these actions falsified when first the very actor or the very agent to perform the actions in the dream is falsified 
The waker knows that the dreamer is or is an imaginary or a false entity and therefore the actions performed by him were also false. Similarly also, the wise man knows that it's ahankara, the agent. The individual is false and therefore actions performed by him are also false and therefore he does not identify himself with the action. An ordinary person identifies himself with the action and says, I am performing the action. And when I am the doer of the action, then I have a responsibility to the action also. Meaning that I, if I am the to perform the action, then I am also connected to or I am also bound by the result of the action. Whoever performs the action is bound by the result of the action. And nobody wants pain. Everybody wants pleasure or happiness and nobody wants pain. That's the reason why everybody wants to perform what we call punya karma or the virtuous action. And we know that the papa or sin will bring pain and therefore one wants to avoid the papa karma. So one who takes oneself as an agent or a doer of the action has to conscientiously perform the action that is called virtue and conscientiously avoid the action that is called papa or sin. Wise man doesn't take himself to be the doer of an action. Meaning the very doership itself is falsified. And therefore, if you are not connected, the only thing that connects the self with the action is a sense of doership. Otherwise self cannot be connected or tainted by anything. But the only thing that taints the self is what we call the sense of doership. It is sense of doership that connects me with the action. And therefore, the sense of enjoyership connects me with the result of action. <coughs> so, kartrutvam and bhoktrutvam. Doership and enjoyership. When I perform the action, I am the doer of the action. And when the result of the action comes, then I experience the result of the action. Then I am the enjoyer. So, the atma becomes doer while performing the action and becomes enjoyer while experiencing the result of the action. Wise man knows that both the doer and the enjoyer are products of only Brahma or delusion and therefore they have been falsified. That's the reason why while performing the action he doesn't have this identification that I am performing action and while experiencing the result he doesn't have this kind of a notion that I am experiencing the result either. He knows himself the very witness of the action as well as experiences. <coughs> And so when he does not perform the action, where is the question of his having to experience the result of the action? And so, yataha punya papayoho mithyatva anusandhanena hanam kritam. Since by knowing that punya and the papa, both the karmas are mithya, because the doer is mithya, and therefore the actions performed by him are also mithya. Mithya means unreal. And therefore, he doesn't have any worries or anxiety of performing the karma. That I should perform the right karma, I should avoid the wrong karma, this kind of an anxiety itself is not there. And then, how can, have, how can he have any kind of pain or suffering or scorching on account of this chinta? <coughs> So this is one reason why the wise man has no worries or sense of regret or a sense of guilt or whatever for the simple reason that he does not have the sense of doership.
endeavor. The, when the doership does not occupy his mind, what occupies his mind? His mind is always centered upon the self. My mind is centered upon the doership. I am doing this, I am doing this, I am doing this. And when the results come to me, I am the enjoyer. And so for an ignorant person, the mind is focused upon the doer and the enjoyer. The wise man knows them both to be false and therefore he always, his mind is always focused upon the self. So it says, Atmanam smaret sada. The wise man always remembers the self, meaning his mind is always focused upon the self, neither on the doer nor on the enjoyer because he knows them both to be mithya or unreal. <coughs> That's one reason why the wise man does not have any worries pertaining to the action. Then the second line of the verse gives us another reason. Kruteja karmani svatma rupayanai vaisha pasyadi. Kinchan, furthermore, Esha vidvan ete purukte uhe. Punya pabu rupe karmani. And also again, Dehendriyadi pravutya janite. And again, secondly, now there is another nice thing. That when you say that the world is mithya, or the doership is mithya, and therefore the action and the results are also mithya. So in what category this mithya is? Does the wise man see them as something separate from the self? He says, no, the mithya meaning it doesn't have a separate self, that I am the self. And therefore he doesn't look upon the karma or the karma phala as separate from himself. So don't think that mithya or unreal is a separate category. When it says the world is unreal, it means that the world is not apart from the self. So wise man sees everything as the self, including the punya karma and papa karma. All of these are seen as the self. So these actions called punya and papa, dehendriyadi pravatya janite, which are born or perform as a result of the activities of body in the sense organs. Punya Papa Rupe Karmani and which can be classified as Punya Karma or Papa Karma. All this Swatma Rupena Eva Eshaha Pashadi. He sees them only as the very self. Idam Sarvam Yadam Atma says Brahadarnika Upanishad. Idam Sarvam, whatever this is, is Atma. Whatever there is, is nothing but the self. <clears throat> like the water may say, all these waves and all these breakers and all of this is nothing but the self. And similarly also the wise man knows that the self is the truth of everything. What we call punya, papa, all of this is superimposed upon the very same self. Just as a snake or a garland are superimposed upon the rope and so also. All these ideas are superimposed upon the self and therefore one who knows the rope knows that to the self of the garland or the snake and so also the wise man knows himself as the self of this punya and papa and therefore he doesn't see them as separate from himself. And there cannot be anxiety from the self, there cannot be fear from the self since everything is the self for him. This is what Ishavasya Upanishad also says. Yasmin sarvani bhutani atmaiva bhudvijanataha tatrakomoha kashokaha ekatvam anupashyataha for the one who sees is non-dual. Now for him everything has become the self. Formerly what was taken to be non-self. See everything outside the body was formerly taken to be non-self because the body was taken to be self. 
But now when there is no identification of the body, then everything falls in the same category as the body. This body is the self, then the whole world also is the self because the body and the world, both of them are in the category of drushya or the scene. And so, tatra komoha kashokaha. What grief and what delusion, delusion can there be in the wise man? <coughs> and so the second line of the verse said, Krutecha karmani swatma rupena eva esha pasyati. This one knows that the karma, papa and punya are nothing but the self. Ataha swatma abhinnatvadapi atapakattva mitibhava. Therefore, the two reasons, there are two reasons why the wise man has no worries or anxieties pertaining to the karma. Number one, because he knows the karma and the very karta of the doer as mithya. And secondly, he knows this karma as not apart from the self. And from both these reasons, there is no worry or anxiety pertaining to karma. <coughs> and therefore it is said, Nabhiveti kutaschana, the wise man is, has no fear from any source whatever. Meaning, that the one who knows the self as Brahman, as Ananda, is free from fear, meaning free from all the evils, he is free from samsara. <coughs> now, another long discussion comes. As I said, the purpose of the text is to clarify many points, technical points. Next is the question. You said that the wise man has already discarded all the punya and papa karma because he sees them as mithya. The question is, how can you even discard them? Nanu nabhuktam kshiyate karma kalpakoti shatairavi There is a verse in Manasmruti which says that when you perform an action, that action must produce a result which you must experience. This is the rule. The rule is that whoever performs action must necessarily experience a result. When will the action give rise to a result? No one knows. Meaning that whenever it gives rise to a result. There may be an action which may give rise to a result right away. There may be an action which may give rise to a result sometime in near future. Or it may give rise to the result next in next birth. Or may give rise to a result in the next cycle of creation. Or after millions of cycles of creation, suppose an action gives rise to result, then you must be around until that time to experience a result. This is what he said. Na abhuktam kshiyate karma kalpako. That is how the idea of the, the transmigration comes. That's the idea of the rebirth, etc. comes because actions that you perform now, and they will bring about results in the future, and you have to experience a result. And therefore, you keep on taking the birth, but unfortunately, in the very process of even experiencing the result, you perform new actions. And thus, you, while I am I'm exhausting the result of the past actions, in the very process I am performing new actions, and that is how the whole chain goes on. <coughs> but here, it is said that, abhuktam karma nakshiyate kalpakoti shatayrabe. There may be, even for thousands of the cycles of creation, if the result comes after all that long time, then also the action that is performed once will not get exhausted unless 
its effect is experienced. Okay. Ityadi Shastra Sadbhavad Anaru Samsare Bahujan Mo Parjiteshu Punya Punya Lakshaneshu Karmasu Asankhyadeshu Apasiddhatvena Atmataya Anusandhan Ayogyeshu Then he says, the wise man, this has become wise in this life. But he has lived countless past lives. Because we say that everything in the creation is beginningless. And therefore all the jivas, all the souls are beginningless. That being the case, we keep on passing through the cycle of birth and death countless times. And therefore one may say that for countless number of times one may have taken birth as a human being. You know, this is how, because countless cycles of creation may have been, may have gone by. And during those cycles of creation, how many times we have taken birth, how many actions we have performed, and how many all actions are accumulated in our account. So all those accumulated actions called Sanchita Karma, they are all there in everybody's account, including the account of the wise man. <coughs> Anadu samsara, this samsara, all this process of birth which is Anadu beginningness. Bahujanma upajiteshu punya punya lakshaneshu karmasu. In many past births, births, even the wise man also, before he became wise, has also accumulated so many punya and papa karma. Asankhyateshu. And how many are there? Asankhyateshu. They are. Aprasiddhatvena. And I don't even know. He said, you said that. The wise man looks upon the punya and when he performs the punya papa karma, he looks upon them as a very self. Fine. So, even when a wise man performs action, he knows the actions are being performed and therefore, maybe he can look upon them as a very self. But how about the actions that have been performed in the countless past lives about which we don't even have any knowledge? That's another problem everybody has with reference to this birth, rebirth. That if I am born, if I had a past birth, then how come I do not remember? This is another problem. If I had a past birth, then how come I do not remember? I can believe that I, I had a past birth, provided I can remember what I was in the past birth. I said, do you remember everything in this birth? Do you remember that you were born? And do you remember that you were uh, one day old or one month old? Or how you were at that time? You have no memory at all. Nobody has a memory of when you were born. Or what you were when you were six months old or something like that. Perhaps at the age of two or three, perhaps the child may perhaps remember something. But just because you do not remember does not mean that you were not there at that time, you are not born. But anyway, this, the whole problem with the rebirth, with the human mind is, we are accustomed to accept only those things which are perceptible or evident. Particularly having been brought up in the scientific age, where, where you will believe something which is evident, which can be proven, or which can be demonstrated by evidence, since you would accept only those things as real, this business of past birth or the future birth is hard to accept because there is no proof of the past birth, nor there is any proof for the future birth. So far we don't have. It's quite possible the scientists may come up with some methods. A lot of investigation is going on right now, even in the field of psychology also about these people claiming 
to remember things that happened in their past births and all kinds of things are happening. It is possible that when this research proceeds further, that they may find a method. They may find a, I don't know, a method of photography, they say. So you can take a picture of an event that took place two or three hours in the before, you know. Because whenever an incident happens, it leaves its light waves and sound waves, etc. And if you can catch those light waves on a sensitive film, then you'll be able to catch the film of an incident that happened two hours ago. So suppose you stretch this to two, two years and twenty years and two hundred years and whatever it is, suppose. Nothing is impossible. So when Mahatma, when, when Swami was saying that it may be possible that we may be able to hear in our, with our own ears the dialogue between Lord Krishna and Arjuna, you know. <laughs> Suppose science advances that way. It is possible, you know, that you might be able to go back in the past and then you may have the proof of the past birth and things of that sort. At the moment we don't have any proof. They may be able to go in future also, who knows. Today we'll use astrological charts in order to, you know, in order to um, perhaps guess what the future would be, but they may find out, who knows? Because future I don't know how you can find out, but the past is feasible. But anyway, since I don't even know how many past births, countless past births, past births I must have gone through, countless actions I must have performed, of them naturally there will be countless which are punya karma, countless which are papa karma. I don't even know what they are. See, when I know the actions that I am performing now, I can look upon them as a self. But how can I look upon the actions which I performed in the past as a self? Or as mitya, you know, therefore as self. Atmataya anusandhan ayogyeshu. It is not possible for one to look upon all those past actions which are not even known to us as a self. Therefore, how come, how do you say that even a wise man will be free from the worries or anxieties pertaining to action of the past? This is the answer. Number one, this is a question rather, doubt. Number one, it is said that a, an action will not get exhausted or will not be destroyed unless its is result is experienced, either in this birth or in any future birth. And therefore, the one who is wise man now would have performed the actions in the past, and therefore he would have to experience them also. And secondly, you say that the wise man looks upon the punya papa karma as the very self. But when he does not know what punya and papa karma he has performed in the past, how can he look upon them as a self? And therefore, how do you say that even a wise man also will be free from the worries or anxieties about the karma? Just a technical question to clarify the points, these doubts arise in our mind. Na chinta janakatvam. The answer is that, all those actions are destroyed as far as a wise man is concerned. How? Just as the actions performed by the dreamer are all destroyed for the waker. And similarly, the wise man never performed the actions. 
who performs actions, that ego performs actions. And what's the status of the ego? The ego is false. It has, a, it has no more any reality. And that being the case, the wise man says, I didn't perform any action. Which I? The I which is the witness self. That never performed the action. So knowledge is, I am the self, that is the witness, which never performed the action, which does not perform the action, which will not perform the action. That is the knowledge of the self that the wise man has. And therefore, tattvajnanena tesham sanidhananam vinashitvar. By tattvajnanam, or the knowledge of the self, the ignorance is destroyed, and therefore that sense of doership, which was a product of ignorance, that also is gone. And then all the various actions performed by the doer, they are all of them completely resolved, already in the wake of knowledge. Yes, sakshat kurute prabodhasamaye svatmana mevadvayam. As says Dakshinamuti Stotra, that when one wakes up, then one realizes that the whole world is the self alone. Na chintajanakattvam in their form. Those mithya karma, all those non-existent karma, are you worried about what you did in the dream? Some people are worried about. But usually you don't get, you don't, are not worried about the actions you performed in the dream, you didn't perform them. Some people worry, what happens, I did this in the dream, what does it mean? So maybe they want to know what the mean, meaning of the word, the dream is. But certainly I don't consider myself as guilty for what I did in the dream because I didn't do them. The dreamer did it and the dreamer is no more. And similarly also the wise man knows that all the past actions I never performed. And therefore, he is not worried about the consequences of those past actions because they do not touch him. <laughs> With this opinion or this idea in mind, this is a very famous mantra from Mundaka Upanishad that is quoted in many texts. We saw it being quoted in Vedanta Sara. In a few days we will see this being quoted in the Drukdrusha Viveka. And today we see it being quoted in the Panchadashi also. This mantra from Mundaka Upanishad. Which says how the wise man becomes totally free from all the bondage of actions. <coughs> because because the granthi or all the complexes and knots of the heart are all cut asunder. And this is what the Mundaka Upanishad says. And the very same statement is quoted here without any change in the verse 7th. Bhidyate rudaya granthihi Bhidyate rudaya granthihi Chidyante sarva samshayaha Chidyante sarva samshayaha Kshiyante chasya karmani Kshiyante chasya karmani Tasmin drishte paravare Tasmin drishte paravare Tasmin drishte paravare Tasmin paravare drishte seventh case Tasmin, seventh case of Tat. Drushte, seventh case of Drushta. Paravare, seventh case of Paravara. Tasmin, Paravare, Drushte, seventh case. And one of the applications of seventh case is called Sati Saptami. 
meaning the seventh case is used in the sense of in the denoting the time when this happens so tasmin drushte paravare rame agate sati when rama came that's how they say <coughs> here also tasmin paravare drushte when that paravara is seen or known what is paravara the commentator explains here in the paravare paramapi hiranyagarbhadikam padam avaram nikrishtam yasmat tasmat paramatmani drushte sakshat krite on the page 369 the first line paravare is this word is made up of para and avara para means superior and avara is inferior so paravara is even the superior is inferior with reference to what even the superior also is inferior with reference to what it's called paravara para superior avara inferior paramapi hiranyagarbhadikam padam even the most exalted state of hiranyagarbha of the creator or the totality of all you know that which is the the repository or the abode of all the knowledge and all the power and all the action and all the desires that is called hiranyagarbha <coughs> even that most exalted state paramapi padam avaram nikrushtam yasmat even that most exalted state also is inferior compared to what compared to the nirguna brahma so what we call saguna brahma or brahma with all the attributes which is the most exalted with reference to the attribute the world with attribute even that also is inferior with reference to which nirguna brahman that nirguna brahma or brahman without the attribute is called paravaram <coughs> and there is paratma meaning that paramatma that limitless soul limitless self when drushte sakshat prade when that paramatma the soul that is the self that is limitless is seen meaning is known as immediately as the very self then sakshat kara means when one has immediate knowledge that the self is nothing none but the total self or the limitless self which is most exalted as compared which is more exalted as compared even the most exalted thing <laughs> meaning one when one discovers oneself as a limitless superior to anything else anything else is inferior to what that self is discovered as the very self of oneself then what asya bhidhrudegranthi bhidyate then all the rudegranthi asya sakshatkar vatah of this person who thus has this direct or immediate knowledge rudayasya granthi rudayasya buddhehe chidatmasya granthivad drasamshlesha rupatvad granthi anyonya adhyasah see we have been talking about this granthi talking about the the knot or talking about the union the union between the heart and the mind and the self the chit jada granthi the union between the conscious and the inert the spirit and the matter or the self and the non self 
or the witness and the mind, a union between the two. How can that union be? Anyonya dhyasaha, on account of the mutual superimposition. It is also a prakriya. This whole idea of mutual superimposition also is a model to explain us. That which is inexplicable anyway. Just as a space cannot in any way be tied to a part. Space cannot be confined by a part or bound by a part. And still somehow the idea of a part space gets created in our mind because we superimpose the limitation of the part upon the space. And similarly also the self that is limitless can never in any way be tied with the mind and still somehow the limitation of the mind is superimposed upon the self. And the the existence and the reality of the self is superimposed upon the mind of the ahankara. And this is how we have so chaya hankara yoraikyam taptaya pindavan matam. We saw in the drugdrusya viveka that the identity between the ahankara and the reflected consciousness is comparable to the identity or union between the iron and fire. They become as though inseparable or they become indistinguishable from one, from each other. And similarly also, is ahankara and the reflected consciousness are, there is union and therefore it is impossible to separate them. This is called Rudeg Granthi. This is called the Granthi or the union or the knot of the self and the non-self. <coughs> Why is it called a knot? Knot is, you know, what is a knot? When two things are so closely joined that they cannot be separated, that is what we call knot, K-N-O-T. And similarly also here, that Ahankara and the Sakshi seem to be so tightly united that you cannot separate them. Therefore, this notion of a, the sense of individuality or the sense of the limited self is called a granthi or a complex. Call it a complex. Anyonya dhyasaha. The footnote here explains this nicely. Param avyakrutam yasmat avaram sya chidatmanah drashte drashte tasmin ahankara chito granthir vividyate. He said that when you see the self as a self and the non-self as a non-self, when that viveka or discrimination arises in the mind, when the mind becomes subtle and pure and thus is able to discriminate between the self and the non-self, then that knot is, is cut asunder. Ahankarasya kartrutvam chidi adhyasya The kartrutvam or the doership that belongs to ahankara that is superimposed upon the chit or the self. Tatha chitaha sphurtim cha ahankratav. And the reality and the consciousness which is the nature of the self is superimposed upon the ahankara. And therefore the ahankara is taken to be conscious as well as the real. And the doers of the ahankara is superimposed upon the self. And therefore the self is taken to be the doer. Granthim kuryat maya tayohodram. Who does this? Who does this superimposition? Who brings about the superimposition between the ahankara and the self? The doership and the limitation that belongs to ahankara is superimposed upon the consciousness. And the reality in the consciousness that belongs to the self is superimposed upon the ahankara. And thus the ahankara is taken to the self 
and self is taken to be limited, who, who brings about this kind of union? Maya Kuryat. It is Maya that does it. Meaning, it's, it happens. Maya meaning that which cannot be explained. So somehow, this union cannot be explained, but then we find it to be so. Vinne Grantho Vivekena. When Vivekena, when by the discrimination, Grantho Vinne, when this Granthi or this complex, or this knot, it is cut asunder, then all these samshayaha. in yourself, all the doubts are also resolved. So that's how, coming back to the commentary, the commentator says that this Granthi or the knot is katasanda, meaning all the complexes. I'm a doer, I'm an enjoyer, I'm happy, I'm unhappy. Each one of these statements represents a union between the self and the non-self. When I say that I am happy, then I is the self which is witness, and happy is the state of mind. And I call it, I say I am happy, which means that the self and the non-self are united. <coughs> when I say I am man, man is the characteristic of this body, and I is the self. When I say I am man, that also represents a complex, which is a union between the self and the non-self. So every idea that we entertain about the self, happy and happy and wonderful, beautiful, all of these, because what belongs to the mind is superimposed upon the self. Wise man becomes free from all this complex. Meaning when the wisdom becomes really mature, <coughs> then one becomes totally free from all the complexes. Meaning all the knots of the complex of the heart, all of them are cut asunder. <coughs> Then the second quarter of the seventh mantra says, Chidyante Sarvasamshayaha. Sarvasamshayaha Chidyante. Sarvasamshayaha, all the doubts. The doubts are also dispelled. Whatever doubts one had, all the doubts get dispelled. No doubt remains. Here the commentator presents many doubts. Atma Dehadi Vitrikto Nava. First doubt. Is there a self which is different from the body or not? Is this body the self or is there a self that is different from the body or separate from the body? First doubt. Why such a doubt? Because again, we only accept the perception. We don't see the self. What we see is the body. And what we see the body also is conscious. And naturally therefore one takes the body to be the self. Therefore this doubt arises. Is there a self apart from the body? Nobody would accept it. Scientists will not accept. They will accept only this body which is perceptible as a self. <coughs> because I always say that I am the body, I am tall, I am short and so forth. I am sitting, I am walking, I am talking. All of these are nothing but the uh, conclusions derived from the body as a self. So first doubt. Secondly, Vetirektobi Kartrutvadi Dharma Yogi Nava all right. Suppose you understand that the self is different from the body. Then other doubts will arise. What is the self? Doer, enjoyer, happy, unhappy or not? Self is separate from body all right. But then, is the self happy or not? The happiness, unhappiness, doership, enjoyership 
are these attributes of the self or are these not? The next step is, the self is akarta. He is not an agent, he is not an enjoyer, he is not a doer. Okay. Akartratvevi tasya brahmanah bhedah astinava. All right. You say that the self is the non-doer, non-enjoyer, not an agent. But still, is the self the same as Brahman or different from Brahman? Further doubt. First doubt, is body the self or is the self separate from the body? Suppose one understands the self is separate from the body, then the question is, that self that is separate from the body, is it a doer, enjoyer, happy, unhappy or not? Then you understand that, okay, the self is neither happy, nor happy, nor doer, non enjoyer it is attributeless. Okay, the self is attributeless. But then, is it the same as Brahma or not? Is it the same as the universal self or not? Or all the selves different? Tasya Brahmanaha Vedaha Astinava. Okay, this attributeless self also, is it separate from Brahman or not? Then someone says, self is not separate from Brahman, self itself is Brahman. Okay. Then, Abhedevi Tadjnanam Karmad Sahitam Mukti Sadhanam Kevalam Va. Next doubt is, suppose the self is the same as Brahman, I am Brahman. But then, how do I get moksha or liberation? Merely by knowing that I am Brahman, do I get liberated? Or having known that I am Brahman, do I have to do something? In order to firm, make this knowledge firm or to help the support the knowledge, is some kind of a meditation or some kind of a ritual required to support the knowledge or the knowledge independently is the means for moksha or liberation. So, so many doubts are there. They are all doubts pertaining to knowledge. So, all these doubts are resolved when once the self is known truly as it is. <coughs> Ityadeha samshayaha chidyante dvaidhi kriyante. All these doubts are cut asunder. All of them are no doubt remains. How come no doubt remains when the knowledge takes place? Says here, Tatvataha sakshat krutasya vastunaha samshaya vipadya vishyatvad vishyatva adarshanadri bhavaha. That it is our common experience. That when we see something very clearly, see as long as I did not see the rope clearly or properly, so long as is this a snake or a rope or a garland, what is it? All these doubts can be there as long as the rope is not known clearly. But once you show the torch right there and the rope is clearly seen as rope, then no doubts remain. Tatvadaha sakshatrudasya vastunaha of anything. That has been immediate, that has been clearly seen. Samshaya viparya vishayatu adarsana. The no doubts remain and no errors remain. It is our experience that whenever clear knowledge takes place, then all the doubts are resolved, all the errors are also resolved. And similarly also, when the clear knowledge of self takes place, all the doubts and errors are eliminated. <coughs> So, Bhidyade Rudeya Granthihi. All the complexes are cut asunder. Chidyante Sarasamshayaha. All the doubts are dispelled. Kshiyante Asya Karmani. The third thing that happens to the wise man, 
which is relevant to this particular discussion is asya karmani kshiyante. All the karma, all the actions, sanchitani, all the actions accumulated in the past, punya, punya lakshanani, all the various actions that can be categorized as punya and apunya, meaning as virtue and vice, all these actions which have been accumulated in the past, kshiyante, all of them get exhausted, meaning all of them get destroyed. Svanidana agnyana vinashena vinashchandidi. We have explained it earlier that all the actions were performed by the ego and when the ego itself is falsified in the wake of the knowledge of self, then all the actions performed by the ego are also falsified and therefore the wise man becomes free from the past actions also. <coughs> and therefore, one need not worry about the past experiencing or exhausting the past accumulated action. It is countless. So if you think that by taking subsequent births that I will be able to exhaust all the actions, that one can never do because they are countless. And the very process of exhausting action, one accumulates new action. Therefore, it is not possible to exhaust them. The only way to become free from this action, bondage of action is by the knowledge of the self that is actionless. And that's how the wise man has no worry about the past action, no worry about the future action, no worry about the present action because there is no kartrutvam, no doership at all. Therefore, he doesn't perform an action so that there is no question of worrying. And he did not perform the action in the past also because the one who performed, the ego, is no more there. Meaning, he is no more real. <coughs> okay. Om Puranamadav Puranamidam Puranat Puranamudachyate Puranasya Puranamadaya Puranameva Vashishyate Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Vadarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutavande Bhagavantau Punaf Punah Ishvaro Gururatmedi Murti Bheda Vibhagine Vyomavad Vyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Hari Om